everybody. Welcome to Drive Through View 596. Today we're going to take a look at Unearth. Now this is from Brother Wise Games. It's coming out just about now. It's a game that plays two to four players and it's kind of a dice set collecting game, but it does some interesting things with your traditional dice. You get a D4, some D6s, and a D8, and you'll be rolling those dice and trying to go and excavate these different ruins and collecting materials and stone to build monuments and also kind of uh, do sort of like an area control thing where you grab the actual rune card itself. And it's got some special abilities and stuff like that. So let's go ahead and jump into the actual mechanics and then I'll tell you what I think. Okay, here's everything uh, that you get in the box. And you can see a few different types of cards here. Now this top row here is a set of ruin cards and you'll have a certain number of these out based on number of players. And each player is going to get one in their hand and they'll keep this face down away from the players. Once you've collected one of these, you, the only thing you're really looking at here is the color of the rune. So I've already got a kind of a start here in this kind of purpley uh, colored rune. So I've got that and maybe I'll try to go after and collect more of these because you do get points for collecting uh, sets of these in different ways. The other thing players will get are two of these little cards. You can see the deck there. These are called Delver cards. These are things you're going to be doing to play at the beginning of your turn to manipulate dice rolling and you get all these dice. So you can see you get a D4, three D6s, and a D8. So players are going to have a set of those. And you're also going to deal out these wonder cards here, again based on the number of players. You're always going to have these two lesser and greater wonders which I'll show you. And the last thing that you're going to do is you're going to take one of these endgame cards here, shuffle these up, and then put one there at the bottom of the rune deck. So when this comes up, it'll come into play or it'll do some kind of different effect. So this will kind of change up the end of the game a little bit. Some of these might be other runes. Some of them will just be straight like, okay, plus one to all dice rolled for the rest of the game. So the things that you have to kind of like work around a little twist there at the end of the game. So what are players actually trying to do? Well, they're trying to lay claim to these different ruins and collect sets of those like I mentioned. You're also trying to build these different wonders. Now these are represented by cards, but once you're able to sort of accomplish them, excuse me, accomplish them, you'll be able to take a token that represents them. So you can see we've got just four out here, for example, sake, uh, very specific and special uh, wonders. And there's a whole mess of these other ones that you can uh, get. Some of these will be special abilities or score points in different ways. They've also got here lesser and greater wonders. And these are just going to be uh, straight ways to score points. So the lesser wonders are gonna be easier to build, uh, but less points. And these are going to be harder to build but more points and you can see this is says it's between six and eight points and these are between two and four points so when you build it you don't know exactly how many points you're going to get but you got a ballpark now one thing to notice while we're looking at these is how you actually build these is you're going to need these stones and you'll notice that those were up on top of the different ruins on the display there so you're going to be collecting different stones of the different colors and this one for example you can see it has these little question marks so this one basically can be put together with any six stones, doesn't matter. Now the greater is a little bit harder. This has to be six stones of all the same color. If we shift over here just slightly to build this harmonious columns, you need three red and then three any of the others. You can tell that by the question marks. But once you build this, it says you may give any die you roll minus one. This wonder is worth two points. So you'll take this and you'll put that in your display. But I'll explain how to do that in a minute. So players will also get these little player aid cards. It tells you the two little steps to your turn. On the back side, it gives you how the ways that you score points. But let's go ahead and just jump into how you actually do your turn. Now, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to play these little Delver cards. You can play as many of them as you want, but you play X number of these, and then you pick a die and you roll it. So this one 
will say, you may roll two dice during the excavation phase. Excavation phase is the phase where you roll the die. And they may go on the same or different runes. Typically, you only roll one. This lets you roll two. This one has choose a number, reroll all dice showing that number. Now, that can be uh, your dice or other players' dice. And now, these are going to be dice that are actually already on the ruins. Because what you do when you move into the excavation phase is I say, okay, I'm going to choose, let's see, I'm going to choose a D6, a D4, D D8. I'm going to say, I'm going to choose the D8, and I'm going to roll it on this rune. So I may pick this rune here, and you have to make this decision, the die that you roll and the rune that you're targeting before you do anything. So I'm going to go ahead and just roll that. So I got a 1, which is awful on a D8, but the game is now pretending that I'm playing Warhammer. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so I got a 1. That's Now that's not terrible in the context of this game. Typically when you roll a D8 and get a 1, that's bad. Not in the case of this game. So the interesting thing about this is, if you ever roll a 1, 2, or 3, which is of course very, very easy to do with a D4, because you got a 1 and or 3 and 4 chance to roll a 1, 2, or 3, then you get to take a stone off of the ruin that you go to. So I'm going to go here and I'm going to maybe claim this blue one. I want this blue one. Now I'm going to put this in front of me and I'll explain how that's going to work in a second. Now if there was no stones, let's say other players had gone and grabbed these over the course of their turn, and then yellow comes in here and they roll their d4, they're going to roll that. And they got a 1, which you can't really see there, but they got a 1. And there's no stones there, so they're just going to pull a stone out of this bag here, because there's a bag of stones. Now these were seated to start the game based on this number here in the lower right. See, two, two, three, because remember this started with three stones on it. Now the other thing that you're trying to do, in addition to collecting the stones, is try to win control of this ruin and take it into your hand with the other runes that you've collected. So that in that case, you're going to look at the target number here on the upper left. In this case, it's 15. So let's just say we rolled an eight and then this person rolled a four there. And so now we're up to 12. So this is the target number. And then let's say yellow comes along here. Let's just roll a d6, see what happens. So they get a four. So that's now a total of 16. Once all the dice totaling that equal or are greater than that number, then the player with the single highest die will claim this. So even though yellow's got more dice, they're not going to get it because red has an eight. So the eight is obviously very good usually for actually capturing these runes because it's the die that has the most on it. Now, if yellow had instead rolled their yellow eight sided die and then got an eight, we would have a tie. In that case, we would go down to the next highest die. In this case, yellow is the only one with a die there and then they would get, grab it. So going back to our previous example, let's say it was like that. Red would get this card. So they would get the card, they would take their die back. Yellow would get their dice back. But anybody that has any die, no matter what uh, values there, is going to get one of these special Delver cards, which remember will help you manipulate dice, per dice that's there. So yellow in this case is not completely empty-handed because hopefully maybe they grab some stones off it at previous uh, turns. And then now they've got some extra manipulation power to help them do what they want to do later. And then once these come off, we're going to flip over a new one. We're going to take a look here at this number. So that says two. So we're going to pull two more stones out and then we're just going to keep going. And effectively, like I said, you're going to play through this deck here until you flip over and reveal that last card. Then that effect will come into play. Maybe it's another ruin. And then once all of the ruins are then acquired, then that will be the end of the game. Now let's talk about how these stones work and how you actually build the wonders, which is the other part of the game.
So as you go along the, during the course of the game, you're gonna be rolling one, twos, and threes, and then we're going to just start uh, adding stones to our display. So once you get one down there, then you'll add another next to it. Now once you uh, lock one in here, then you can't move it around. But what you're trying to do, let's just build one little example here uh, like this. And then we get finally our sixth one here, and then we build a little kind of hexagon circle thing. So at that point, we've built a ruin, or excuse me, a wonder, and we're gonna look at the configuration of the stones here. Well, easily enough, we can always do this lesser wonder because that's just any six stones in a pattern like that. And then we'll take the top one in this case, and we'll flip it over and we'll see, okay, we got four points, good. Now, the other thing you can do is you can kind of start to fork it off. Like you didn't actually have to complete this one. You can, you know, dovetail it in this other direction like this and start to build this other one. Because remember, I showed you this guy here and this one had, you need three reds. So I'm like, okay, I got two reds here. I can start to spin off this one and you can kind of daisy chain uh, these, these wonders here. And so now, ooh, I could build that cool special one here. This is worth two points. And this one allows me to uh, subtract one from any diet roll, which again is gonna help me have a greater chance of rolling a one, two, or three, and then collect more stones and so on. So you just start to build these configurations, keeping in mind the color. Now the other thing to keep in mind is, for example, with this harmonious columns, you can see it's got three reds and then three anys. Now these don't have to be in a row. So if I had it like this, this is still legal because I in that circle there that I'm showing you, there are three reds. They don't all have to be adjacent. So that's all the turn really is. You play some of these delve cards to manipulate your dice, pick a die and roll it, unless a card gives you an ability to roll more than that. And then you hopefully get some stones and get uh, enough points to get area control and eventually claim some of the runes directly. Now the points at the end of the game are as follows. So you're gonna collect sets of these ruins so any ruin by itself is two points. Now if you have a pair, like this here, I've got these two purples, that's worth six. Three of a kind is 12, four of a kind is 20, five of a kind is 30. Now you can also uh, use any of these ruins that you've used in these sets here to also go and it's kind of dual use them in a set of one of each of the ruins. So anytime you have a set of all different ruins, of all five different ruins, then you get an additional five points. But any cards you use in either of these, they can count towards both sets. So it's not too, too difficult to do that. Now, if you ever have three or more wonders, you're getting an extra five points. So you can see in this case, in this example, I had two so far. And then you're of course gonna get the points from the wonders themselves based on what the card says. But that is the game. Okay, so that is Unearth. Now the first thing I wanna talk about is player count. I would say I recommend this game with three or four players. With two players, it's, it can get sometimes during the course of a game, it can get kind of stagnant because as you start to roll dice and put them out, uh, and if you have a situation where there's a lot of sort of high value cards or high cost cards, like you can see this one you need 17 to get, you can get points where uh, the dice are kind of stuck. Now, if you run out of dice, which I didn't explain in the walkthrough, let's say all my dice are out there and I have no dice to roll, you can then choose and pick up one die from one of the ruins and then say, okay, I'm gonna roll this somewhere else or even on the same spot. Maybe you had a one on a spot and you're like, okay, I rolled my D8, but I got a one, cool, I got a stone, but uh, I'm gonna re-roll it on that same rune and maybe that'll push it above the threshold. And then you know whoever's on there will get their dice back. And there can just be kind of a little bit of tug of war, something like that. Now it's more interesting with three or four players for sure, because 
then you have a lot more opportunities to kind of piggyback. You're like, okay, well, I know this one's going to score anyway, so I'll throw my d4 on there and I'll get a stone probably, unless I roll four. And then when it finally does trigger, the person that is maybe invested a little bit more time, a little bit more of their dice, they want it to unlock so they get their dice back and then they get the ruin that they were going after. Then I'm going to get one of these little delve cards because I had a dice on there. So there's a lot more of that that's going to happen with the three and four player game. So I really recommend it at, at those player counts. With the two player count, you can still kind of do that. It just feels a little bit like stagnant or dry or something uh, when you play with those counts. So uh, I really enjoy the game. There's a lot of variability. One of the coolest things about it is this end game thing. <laughs> so let's just read a couple of these. Like this one is plus one to all dice rolled at the end of the game. Well, that can be kind of bad for you because you are trying to, you know, maybe grab those last couple of stones. As you can see, kind of the cards start to dwindle out. You're like, I just need like two more blue stones or something to complete, and I can get that really cool wonder that's gonna give me a lot of points or whatever. So this can be kind of a hindrance, or it can also just kind of really speed up the end of the game. Uh, this one is draw two more end of age cards and then play those. So that's just gonna throw out two more kind of random effects. Uh, this one is minus one to all dice rolled. This is a fun one. This has come out for us. It says, this is worth minus four points at the end of the game. So somebody is going to get this because you, the game ends once all the ruins are gobbled up and like then nobody wants that. So everybody's avoiding it, avoding it, avoiding it. And then it's the only one left and you have to go there. You're really hoping you roll low or maybe you go on there with your D4 or something just to kind of, you know, mitigate or whatever. Uh, and this one here, for example, is a really high cost one. And then it's going to be worth uh, seven points there at the end of the game. Uh, so anyway, so these that's a really cool thing. And there's a lot of variety of the different wonders. And it's more interesting when you get some that give you special abilities. Because they're not all special abilities. Some will just give you like, you get more points for collecting the yellow stones. If you get these little yellow hexagons, you get more stones out, points out of that. Uh, but when you get a lot of those that come out with the special abilities, then people are really trying to go after those early. And then it gives you some other cool ways to mitigate the dice rolling above and beyond even just the little delve cards. So it's a really fun game. I really like kind of the artwork style here. I don't know what you call it, but it's it's kind of pastel. I don't know if that's right, but it's cool. I like it. It's very easy to discern and read. And there's good replay value here. And it's really cool that you kind of have both angles to work for. You're like, okay, I want to roll low so I get stones maybe get a special ability and get my wonders out. And I want to roll high because then, you know, I collect the ruins and that's a big chunk of points there. Like if you can get all five of the one ruin, that's 30 points. That's a huge chunk of your score. Uh, but you can also watch people do that. So you might just snake a ruin because, you know, like Billy over there, they you know, they've got maybe three or four of the purple ruin. Like, well, I've got to take it because that's going to hurt them points wise. And maybe it's going to add to collecting, you know, one of each color for me, even though I'm not heavily invested in that ruin. So there's a lot of kind of ways to worm around there. And like I said, you can kind of piggyback a little bit and, you know, throw a die on there just because, you know, you're going to get a delve card and that's, those are really cool. They're really going to help you uh, mitigate just, you know, rolling randomly. So there's a lot of good stuff kind of cooperating here and working together in a light game. It probably takes, I don't know, once you play it, it probably should be down around a half an hour once you got a couple plays under your belt because then you kind of know what you, you should be doing on your turn and where you should be going. But I'd say definitely 30 to 45 minutes as you learn the game. So anyway, that is Unearthed. Take a look at it. Thanks.